Amen. Everybody got the shopping done? Yeah. So I'm the only guy, right? No, no, no. Thank you, Denise, for doing most of it. So I got to get her. I'm teasing. We've been, man, we were team working yesterday, man. I tell you what, get out there and, and get with it and see a lot of smiles and see a lot of angry folks. And you just love them in the Lord anyway. Now, how many of y'all, look out now. How many of y'all have uh, like pushed the envelope, right? And said, Merry Christmas. You know, to the world, that seems like a Merry Christmas. Because when they say happy holidays, I got to tell them about my Jesus. It's all over. I go, no, it's Merry Christmas. It's, it's, it's Merry Christmas. And they go, okay, okay. Holy you know? Yeah, man, you know. So I want to make sure that, uh, you know, when we come here today, that we know what we're, we're here for. And not just today. And that's what the message is really based around. If you see at Christmas 364, I want to explain that a little bit. Now, we know that there's 365 days in a year, but I go, he don't know it. Yeah, I know it is, okay? But what happens is it's real easy for us to get in the groove and get our eyes focused on the Lord on Christmas. I mean, look at Scrooge. He even can do that, right? I mean, but, but guess what? The day's message is taking that message and how do we live out the gift of God the other 364 days a year, amen? So you see where I'm going with this thing. So with that, you know, a lot of times after Christmas, what happens? You put the stuff back in the box, you know, the tree goes down. Unless you live where I did. I thought about this this morning, and I said, I'm going to share this. You know? When we, where we lived at over there in the old neighborhood, I had a real cute girl live down the street, Kathy. But nobody really wanted to date her, and I'm gonna t I think I figured out why. Because her dad was tough. He said, how does this tie in? Every Christmas, man, he had the lights in the house rocking. I mean, everything. When he threw that thing on, it's like Griswold. Mm. So Mr. Baker's getting in the spirit, isn't he? Right? But see, what, what happened is... On New Year's, he was shifting gears, baby. He was shifting gears. So what he would do, you ready for this? He would take his Christmas tree and pluck everything off it, get like two gallons of gas, and at midnight he would burn it and shoot a shotgun. <laughs> so I'm serious. It was a happy New Year. We're going, I think it's almost down, Ma. Ma wouldn't even let you get out and ring the bell, man. Until, he said, wait a minute, three shot. Poo. 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 Okay. Ring the bell and everything. Ring it, bring it in the New Year, man. And the next day, man, we just see like this carcass of a tree. He just sweep it around. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I don't know where the gun is, you know. But so everybody's a little different. But you see how he shifted gears, man. He went from Christmas to I don't know what. He was launching, man. He was ready to go. But uh, you know, a lot of times we do that. We might not have the burning bush, right? Moses had that. Mr. Baker did too. But uh, <laughs> he did. I don't know. But uh, we also. Miles got me laughing now. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, um, a lot of times we, we shift gears, don't we? Because the next thing on the agenda is what? We're going to lose some weight. Right? I know everybody don't need to do that. I'm going to get Jimmy to make me a bigger pulpit so I look like I'm small. So, wow, man, buddy's losing weight, and I'll be all the way over here. Hey, how y'all doing? Because we're eating at my mother-in-law's today, man. I'm going to be getting with it. So, you know, so what, what happens after Christmas? You know, we put the stuff in the box, and then we go, yeah, well, you know, let's get back to the real world. Let's get back. Wait a minute. That's what I hope today is that we see that the real world for a Christian, the real world for us, is living in the fullness of what God's done. Amen? And taking that gift of God, Jesus, and sharing them with the world, right? And so I was thinking about that. So what does it mean when we, when we 364, Christmas 364? You know, there's things we need to do, right? We might want to start saving money. We might want to do this. We might want to go back to school. Whatever that thing is, that's good. But, but if you got Christ-centered, you hear what I'm saying? If we got it Christ-centered, then everything's going to flow out of that. So my challenge today is, how do we celebrate that 364 days a year? And you know what? I, the Lord gave me this message like two weeks ago, and I said, oh, man, this is going to be fun. 
Just happened to find a little clip. Tim's going to pull that up. We might have to turn the lights out there to do this. So I just want a little icebreaker. This is how some people choose to kind of keep Christ in the center of uh, the rest of the 364 days. I hope you guys enjoy this. Takes care of the back of the house. You wanna, you wanna go around and take the lights off the front? Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, hey, by the way, thank you. For one for you, I don't know who get on that roof. You are awesome. Yeah. He's uh, is that the house you're talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. They leave their lights up all year round. They leave their lights on all year long. Check it out. So they leave their lights on all year long. All year long. And those bulbs change according to whatever holiday season it is. Get out. Can't wish I could. So like July 4th, those bulbs come red, white, and blue. Thanksgiving. Harvest colors. Halloween. Black and orange. Memorial Day. Camouflage. Get out. Can't wish I could. I bet it's embarrassing for the neighbors. Oh, the neighbors. We're totally embarrassed. We complain about it all the time. Oh, and when there is no holiday season going on, those bulbs become little red hot chili pepper lights. What? Yep. Give me one good reason why you should celebrate the pepper. Can't wish I could. It's like your neighbors are a Motel 6. My wife, she's always saying, let's just leave the lights on just a little bit longer. Let's just stay in the spirit of things. But when Christmas is over, you take down the lights. Am I right? I don't know. I'm not even the right guy to ask. I don't even put lights on my house. Why don't you put lights on your house? I'm afraid of heights. But the question is, <laughs> why do you put lights on your house? To celebrate Christmas, the birth of Christ, all that kind of stuff. There you go. That's your answer. What? If you don't want to celebrate Christ all year long, then take the lights down. That's not what I was saying. You're putting words in my mouth. You're siding with my wife. Hey, hey, I'm not siding with anyone. I'm, and I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you and God were, uh, you know... On the outs? Yeah. We're not on the outs. Me and God, we're very tight. We're very, very tight. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Prove it. Prove what? Are you daring me to leave my lights on all your lawn? Hey, no dare here. I'm just saying, you gonna let your little light shine? <laughs> Wait. Man the letter, my friend. What? Man that ladder. We're gonna get back up there and hang these lights. No, no, no. Oh, I was just kidding. Oh, yes. It is going to be a proclamation of my faith. Didn't you hear? I I'm afraid of heights. You're already up there. <laughs> honey, honey, get the apple cider ready. Put on the Pericomo records. These lights are going to shine. <laughs> get back here. These lights have to shine. That's a good stuff, man. Yeah, man, I tell you. You know, when I saw that, I said, wow, that's, that's great. Tim, we're probably going to have to unplug that thing too, bro. Because I hear it. But, uh, so, how many of y'all thought that same thing when you guys been riding around? It's July, they got the lights up still, right? Hey, who knows, right? That, that was kind of normal where I grew up at. Most of them got shot out through the year, so, you know, we got the little BB goes for Christmas, everybody drawing down on Can we get the lights on, Tim? Yeah, I was getting scared. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, I hope everybody's at home here and you know we have a good time. But, you know, uh, you can have a good time and have a God time. Amen. I believe that's how you have the best God time is just letting God uh, work in the situation. Now, when I was praying about the Christmas message here the last month, 
the Lord really brought me to a, a, a different angle on this. We're going to talk about the birth of Christ and everything, but then we're going to view it through through maybe just a little bit different lens. Okay, so for everybody that's um, you know is looking up here, if you got your Bibles, if you got uh, your Bibles with you, we're going to be primarily in Luke chapter two, and our main verse. And I'm going to put some of these up here. I always encourage you to bring your Bible though. And uh, Luke chapter two verse. 30 says, for my eyes have seen your salvation. So keep that locked in. We're going to kind of launch off from that. But what I want to do is talk a little bit about the birth of Christ there. So I just wanted to go through the story a little bit. All right. Is that all right? So we know we got Mary, the virgin, right? And uh, she was promised to a man named Joseph, who was a, who was a righteous man. And he was a Jewish carpenter. And um, before they got married, uh, Mary was approached by the the angel of the Lord and the angel of the Lord said, hey, you're going to be with, with child and, and you're going to be bearing the uh, birth of the son of the world. Jesus, I want you to call him Emmanuel, God with us. And she says, how could this be? I've never been with a man, right? And he says, with God, all things are possible. How many know with God, all things are possible? Amen. Maybe this year has been a time when you've seen all things are possible. Maybe going into the new year, we need to know that all things are possible with Christ. So she approaches uh, Joseph. And she tells him, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a child. And now he goes, wow, this is, uh, this is not what I signed up for. I'm going to break this down. This is the Buckrow translation here, but it's still good. Right? He says, you know what? Uh, he, the Bible says that he, he sought to divorce her quietly. Right? He was just going to say, I, I, I don't think this is a good way to start out. Because let's think about it. That's the miraculous. It's hard to get our minds around it. So today we're going to start out with that story so we can already get our hearts and minds around it when we go in and, and venture into what God's got for us. So even the, the, the law back then would have backed Joseph up and said, you know what, you can have her stoned. But that wasn't the case because the angel of the Lord showed up again. How many know God's working all things together for the good? And he tells Joseph, he says, no, what she said is true. This is what's going to happen. And this is how I want you to do it. And as, as we see the story unfold, even God's working all things together that we know that Caesar Augustus calls a... Uh, a census. Well, who's behind that? I think God might be working just a little bit. Amen. For all the people to go back to their hometown to give account of their family and all this. So Joseph, being from the line of David, had to go back to Bethlehem. More prophecy. God's just, just putting it all together. And when they get there, guess what? It's probably like some of that shopping we went through last night up here at the mall. You just no place. There's no room in the inn, you know? So guess what? We know that there was nowhere to stay. And she gave birth to our Savior. In a stable. Now, I don't want to bring anybody down on this, but I, I do want to get some of the facts here. What we see out here a lot of times with all the, the cushy little nice little uh, figurines and, and, and uh, nativity scenes, it's probably not exactly what was going on there. And what I mean by that, when we've been studying on Tuesday nights and walking through the Bible and stuff, we see that, you know, the stable was usually a place that was dug out under a, under a home. And that's where they kept all their sheep and the animals. And it was pretty rough. It was stinking. But the reason I wanted to go in to tell you that is that God left all the splendors of heaven for you to become a man, right? And even enter into the miry muck because he thought you were worth it. So when you're listening to the story, remember, this is where it starts out here for us today. But you know, God had a plan from the very beginning, amen? And he's got a plan for your life today. So as, as culture would have it, they would have it there. After that, on the eighth day, they would take the, the child and present him in the temple to the Lord. And that's where I want to tie in a little bit here. So there was a man, I'm going to tell you a little bit and then we'll read on. There was a man named Simeon that had really been seeking after the Lord. And the Holy Spirit had told him, said, you know what? You will not pass away until you see your salvation. So with that, I'm going to read a little bit of the word. Everybody with me so far? Say amen. amen. All right. 
Okay, you guys can see that, okay? I'm going to read through this and we're going to come back and break it down a little bit. So verse 25, it says, at that, at that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was a righteous and devout man and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. Messiah, the anointed one, Jesus, okay? The Holy Spirit was upon him and he had revealed to him that he would not die until he seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arm and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal, to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Now look at this. I want to break a few of these things down. i got some of this stuff underlined, so we're going to do a teaching and a preaching like we do here a lot of times. You notice the first thing we got underlined there in verse 25 all right, we see that he's eagerly waiting for the Messiah. His heart was poised. His heart was waiting for that, the greatness with great expectation. My, my, my whole situation today, when you come in this place, do you wait with great expectation? Not for what Buddy's going to say, but what the Lord's going to speak through his word. Amen. And that's what I, I always ask Lord, hide me behind the cross. Lord, make this message so much bigger than what any man or woman could ever do. But Lord, take your word by the power of the Holy Spirit to, to, to touch each life and you know, transform their life. So he was, he was eagerly awaiting the Lord. His heart was set on Jesus. I'm going to ask you today before we get rolling, is your heart set on Jesus? Amen? Amen. Let's keep on rolling. All right. The next thing we got here, right? Let's see. It says that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah. God's promises, right? He had that promise in his heart and he acted on it. You're going to see what he did. He just didn't sit on the sidelines. When God said move, he moved. We move on down a little bit. And he says, Simeon was there. He was there. I'm thankful that you're here today. But you know what? Sometimes when, when God puts something in our heart, he's going to move us out of that chair. He's going to move us out of that, that comfort zone sometime so that we can have that encounter. Not that he can't do it right where you are, but sometimes he chooses to get you in that exact proximity and step out in faith so he can bless you in the fullness. Amen. So let's look at this. We're coming on down. This is what the Lord showed me. He says, and, and he goes on the sovereign Lord. Now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. Now, you know, when God gives you a promise, how I many of us, we just got to hold on to that thing by faith. You know, what we're seeing here now is something God spoke into my life in 2001. Well, we're going into 2013. But seeing God unpack this thing a little at a time, a little at a time is amazing. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. If he, if he unpacked it any faster, I'd probably be like this. You know, I'm going, oh, what's going on? But he's so gracious and he's so loving and he's bringing people alongside and he's preparing our hearts and he's preparing things. You know, we're learning all the time. What I always say in preaching to me first, because I'm, I'm still learning, I'm still going, I'm still growing. If any of us ever get to the point, think we got it all figured out, we need to pray for them. Amen. Because you know what? God has still continued to mold us and work us into that. So if you've got a promise that God's put in your heart, hold on to it. We have the promise of eternal life. Hold on to it. If you don't have that promise, don't leave here without it today, man, because we're going to give you an opportunity through God's word to grab hold of the greatest gift ever given, salvation through Jesus. Amen? So let's go on down here. Now, this is what I love when the Lord was showing me when I was breaking this down last night. On the fourth one we had here, let's see. And it says, as, as you promised, you have seen, I, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. See, he was seeing that day when, he, when, the, when the Lord led him into the temple and they handed him that baby. Man, it all came together, right? He had to step out in faith. But what happened, he saw then in the natural what he had been 
holding on to in his heart by the supernatural, amen? And the supernatural, bringing God, bringing his, his son here so that we can have him. All right, now let's roll on out of here. Now we know that he had to have a little bit of faith, right? He could have said, nah, man, I've been going to the temple all the time. I ain't going to that. You know, oh, I go to church on Christmas. I don't need to go next year. You know, whatever the case may, may be, what I want to do is give us a practical application. You know, I believe every time that we are worshiping the Lord, opening opening his word, praying, that that's an opportunity for a God encounter, amen? So, that's, so I'm waiting expectantly. You know, a lot of times I say, what do you think about it? I say, I don't know, I think God's moving around here. I'm going through the store. I got a story for you. I'm going to save it, but I'm going to tell you what God's been moving this week, man. I get so excited. But what I want to tell you is this. We got to hold on to those promises that God speaks in us and over us by faith. Now, we know the definition of faith is Hebrew 11.1, 1, right? Anybody remember that? It says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes it takes a little while for us to get in that place to hear and see what God's been talking about. And sometimes it's just like that. Because when we talk about just like that, when you call upon the name of the Lord, he doesn't say, well, let me check back in 30 days and process your application. You will be saved, amen? He's an on-time God. And that's the greatest gift. That's the greatest gift. So how do we live that out the rest of the time? One more thing I want to share off the sheet here. And it says here, it says, he is the light to reveal God to the nations. Now see, at that time, the, the Jews thought, hey, he's just coming back for us. He's just coming for us. But see, that's, that's what, it, what I want you to see. Jesus is for everybody. That's a great place to say amen, right? He's for everybody. I don't care what you've done, what you, where you've been, what you might do next week, right? God is here for us today. And, he, and we unwrap that present today. But you know what? It's not just at Christmas. It's every day, and I'm going to keep driving that home because this is what we want to take all that momentum. When you leave here, I don't want it to fall off you time you get to the asphalt out there. I want you to take it on to, to, to the work and back to home and everything else. Now, I don't care if you leave your lights on all year or not, you know, but you know what? Can you leave your light here in your heart shining all year long? So we see in this man's case, obedience pays off big. Is it a good thing when we're obedient to the Lord? We get to see a few things, don't we? All right. So now here's my question. How does that play into your life today? Oh, you're getting personal now. We could have stayed here all day without that, right? No, we got to make it personal. So what we're going to talk about today, if you got your sheets, is about celebrating the gift. How do we celebrate his gift? Now, I'm going to go through a few things here. One, we got to realize this. His gift is miraculous. It's hard to get your mind around that, just like Joseph, right? You say, well, that doesn't, that doesn't fit my mold. That doesn't fit my plan. Guess what? His ways are not our ways. But his ways are the right ways, amen? So when we look at this, do we receive God at his word and embrace the miraculous? Or, or, you know, this is where the faith kicks in. This is where we start believing right here through the miraculous. Let's keep on rolling. This is going to unpack pretty fast. His gift cannot be bought. You know, in today's society, we think about everything's got a price, don't it? I've heard people that I work with, everybody's got a price. Everything's got a price. God had a price that he paid, right? But you don't have a price that you can buy him. You can't work your way to him. You can't be pretty enough. You can't be smart enough. I know y'all figured that out with me preaching, right? I'll tell you that, right? But that's all right. But see, that's the great thing is he's not looking at the window dressing. He's looking at this thing. And I'm so glad that God is willing to take us right where we are. And that gift that he gives is priceless. Now you think about that. There's nothing we can do. This is not from us continuing to serve, 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 serve. Then we turn it into a working thing. But if we're serving and loving and displaying Christ because 
it's our honor. That's a whole different thing, isn't it? You know, sometimes when, when I'm doing certain things, I have to remind myself, let's do this work as unto the Lord because I'm not liking it. Right. And so you got to think about that a little bit. and say, wait a minute. Let's let's just slow down and put it put it back together and say, well, you know what? Maybe this is part of my test. How am I going to respond when things aren't good? How am I going to respond when when things don't go my way? How am I going to respond when the comfort zone becomes uncomfortable? Today, I want to tell you that, you know what, that your gift is from heaven. And you say, well, what do you mean? Jesus came to us because we couldn't come to him. But he made it possible through his sacrifice that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. That's a gift there. That's awesome, man, when you think about that. And I love this here. His gift is eternal. Anybody bought a car lately or anything? You know, you get 60 months for 2% or whatever. Or you buy a house and all that. It's always terms, right? And for a certain amount of time. You know, what about the warranty and all this? Man, it's eternal. He doesn't say, you know, I save you until. Well, I guess he does. He says, I save you until the end of time. There's no date on it. No expiration date on what God does. And that's what I just think is so amazing. Because when we deal with people, guess what? We put all these little clauses on stuff. You know, oh, you're my best friend in the whole wide world. And then watch them when they back up and hit your car. You say, man, I can't believe you did that. Who's the insurance agent? Right? They forget everything. Right? So, you know, what I want us to see here is when we think about his gift, it's really hard for us to, to understand that many times in the natural. But let that soak in that you know that your past is in the past. That your future is bright because if you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he's going to guide you through these things. It doesn't say that you'll never have any trouble, but we never go through those troubles alone. Amen. And as a body of Christ, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we could come along too and encourage. But ultimately what we're doing is this. We're coming alongside and we're pointing to the one who gave it all. It's pointing to Christ. Amen. All right. Let's take a look at this. You know what? A lot of times people say, well, you don't have to make it so personal. You better make this personal. You better make this personal because it's all about Jesus and what he's done for us. And it doesn't do you any good if your brother's saved and you're not doesn't do you any good if your grandma paid a pre for 30 years and you don't know Jesus. Each person is going to have to give up and stand before the Lord. And you know what? That's going to be, that's going to be quite a day, isn't it? And you know what I'm counting on? One thing. What Jesus Christ did for me. You know? I'm not going to say, well, you know, I pulled that trailer back and forth all around because and you're like, oh, well. You know? That's not why you're here. The only way we enter in is through receiving Jesus Christ, receiving that gift, and making it personal. If you've never made it personal, I pray that today you make it personal. Amen? And here's this. Celebrate his gift. His gift is Jesus. We get wrapped around so many things, but I want to tell you today, sometimes it's good to just bring it back to what really matters. That's why we exalt him. That's why we worship him. That's why we love him. That's why we serve him. So do, we, do you see why it's not a one-day event? You see where I'm going with this? That's why it's not a one-day thing. And it's not just on Sunday. It's just not on Christmas or Christmas Eve. Man, if you really branch out right on up to you know, New Year's Eve, the other 364 days, let's see how God wants us to live for him. Amen? It's a lifetime relationship. And we're talking about relationships. All right? Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right, all right. Well, look at this. How do we recognize our need for him? We need to recognize our need for him. And I want to talk about that. Whoop, there we go. Do we understand he is our only hope? 
See, a lot of times I don't think we realize that, that what, what Christ has done for us. And do we really understand what's at stake? When I talk to people a lot of times, they go, yeah, well, I'm going to do it my way and all this. If I tell you where I live at and I invite you to my house and I say, hey, look, there is one way to my house. The chances are pretty good I know where I live, right? And then you say, no, nah, I'm going to go down. I'm going to go through Kiln Creek. I'm going to go on 64. I'm going to go over to James River Bridge and come back around here. And then I'm going to get to your house. You're not going to get to my house. God tells you how to get to his house. Right? He says he's the only way through Jesus. We're going to talk about that. So when we're looking at the word, tune in. God knows the plan that he has for you. We just need to plug in by faith. Amen. He wants to place us in his family forever. When I say I don't think we really realize that he's our only hope. See, if, you, if, there's, if this was the only medicine that's going to cure you, guess what? You're not going to be in the kitchen looking for something else. Right? You're going to be running to this. I need this. See, what happens is the world tries to distort and says, try this, try this, try this. Fill that hole with money, job, career, relationships, and all these different things. But I'm going to tell you what, the only hole that's going to be filled for eternity is the one that you let be filled with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? That's what I'm talking about right there. So he wants to place us in the, in the family of God. Now here's something people say, oh, nobody really preaches on this anymore. Guess what? He rescued you and me from hell. Boom. The day you called on upon his name, he says, that's it, you are mine. Romans 8, therefore there is no condemnation, right, for those who are in Christ. I pray that we're in Christ today. But if you're not, today's your day. What a gift that would be to receive the greatest gift ever, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So guess what? We need to understand this, that he was the perfect sacrifice. Now, when I thought about the perfect sacrifice, we need to understand that perfection, right? And we need to look at this. If we realize it took God's perfection, I guess me and you were in pretty bad shape, weren't we? You know what I'm talking about? It wasn't just, well, we can send, we can send one of the angels. That's not going to happen. Oh, well, we can, we can get somebody to pray him across. That's not scriptural. Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. And that's why God sent him. Because it is finished. There's no one else that, that can save us. Amen. So I'm going to give you some word anchors. What I call them this. I, I love backing it up with the scripture here. And Acts 4.12 says, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Think about this. No other name. Man, I love that. So when we're talking about to people about God, you can get a lot of people agree with you about God. You ever notice that? Oh, yeah, I believe in God. I believe in God. But you want to separate everything and make sure we're on the same sheet? Bring up Jesus. Ooh. What? They don't realize he's the perfect sacrifice. They don't realize that there's only, there's no other name under heaven by which they, we must be saved. See, they always say, but are you a Baptist preacher? I said, no. Oh, are you a Church of God preacher? No. Are you this? I said, I'm a Jesus preacher. They go, oh, you seem pretty happy about it. I said, yes, I am. I'm very happy about it. I'm very happy about it because, man, I think, wow, the only way there is to heaven. God came to me and said, hey, if you just trust him in the power of my son, death, burial, and resurrection, I'll save you. I'm in. Right? And then, even when I'm in, sometimes I get like those chairs. We can wiggle and wobble a little bit. And God says, come on back. Come on back to me. Amen. Let's keep going. What I want you to do is wrap your hearts around this. We need to recognize our need for the Savior. Amen. Philippians 2.9 says, For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. 
The name above all names. See, that's why I said when people can agree with you on a few things, oh yeah, God, this we see. Their God might not be the one true holy God with a capital G, our God. A lot of times we don't even realize it, but if we, we watch how people uh, do business and things, we'll see what, who their God is real fast. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's power. It could be a lot of different things. But I want to tell you what. What we need is Jesus. Amen. Good deal. My favorite verse, I think I preach this every week, is John 14, 6. And Jesus told him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And I wrote in here, I said, man, that seals the deal, doesn't it? That just seals the deal. And I love that. And Jesus says, no one can. And then you got people that want to put that three-letter word in there. But what about, but what about this? But what about this person? All I'm telling you is this. The Bible says there's one way to get to heaven. And it's through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's because of his personal uh, sacrifice for me and you. And so don't leave the gift unwrapped this year, amen? Let's keep on rolling and see what else the Lord's got going. All right, everybody keep smiling. Yes, Here we go. Now, we need to, now I'm going to make sure I, I, I really unfold this real easy. We need to recognize others' needs for, for him. That does not mean put them in the chicken wing and get them to, up here to the front porch and say, you got to get in there. You got to get in there. You know, we love them where they're at. And you watch how God will work that. Because ultimately, it's God drawing them. But he might be using you in your business or, or at your work or whatever it is in your family to be that person, that conduit. So I want us to realize that. So take a look at this. Do we show compassion for others? How do we respond to others? Do we look for the best in the people or do we look at the, or in the best of the situation or, we, or do we just remember, you know, that person is not like me. How many glad everybody's not like them? Yeah. I know my, glad, my wife probably said, I'm glad everybody's not like him right now. Nah. She loves me just the way I am, right, babe? Right? She's thinking. No, I'm thinking. <laughs> All right. So show some compassion, baby. Anyway, we're going to keep on rolling. So with that, I want to tell you about a little story about a little compassion right here, right now. Now, we don't, I love giving Christmas gifts. I got one problem with giving Christmas gifts. I can hardly wait till Christmas to give them. I mean, I just start, I mean, I'm just, can we give it to him now? Can we give it to him now? Can we give it to him? And even time they wouldn't find something, she's always like, stop it. Denise is like, that's the big thing. Don't give it to him yet, you know? I was like, but yeah, but then they can enjoy it longer. I mean, I just, I mean, it's not like I'm going to hog it. I just want to give it to him, right? So I broke, I broke Denise down finally. Listen to me. I said, uh, Jess is moving on and, and he's been wanting to, to update his phone. This is, we had this phone for like a month. I mean, I'm, I, this is tough on me. I want to give it to him. I said, it's today. No. Is it today? So I do some research on what we got to do to get the phone turned on and everything. And it's going to take a little while to get the number switched over and stuff. So finally this weekend, uh, Friday, I was on Friday. And I said, okay, I'm going to go to the store and get this done. She says, okay, I guess we better get it done. And so I said, well, um, I need to go up around Denby. They got a store up there. I said, no, nah, I'm not going to go there. I said, well, there's one on Mercury when I got to go down by this way. I could go there. And the Lord's like, no, that ain't the one. I said, well, there's one right down the street from my mom's house. I'll just go there. Okay, I'll go there. So I go, and I get in there, and, there's, and it's a small place, and, and the guy says, hey, how you doing? I said, Merry Christmas. And then somebody said, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I said, I like that. So I'm just looking and everything, and uh, somebody was talking about that the world was going to end. <laughs> right? You know, I'm over there like this. Mm -hmm. I said, no, it ain't. 
<laughs> I don't think so. And the guy said, amen, brother. He's back there. So anyway, what is it? The Mayan calendar or whatever? Okay. All right. That plays in. That's why I'm giving it to you. So we're doing some stuff. And he's switching my number over. And he's talking to me. And uh, we're talking a little bit and talking about Christmas and stuff. And he said, man, God changed my life. I said, he did. Tell me about it. This guy's 19 years old. And he thought he was going to shock me. Let me tell you, man. The more you, more you walk out and uh, what God's got, it doesn't shock you that much. And uh, he says, uh, I said, well, tell me what God's doing in your life. He said, well, I was a drug dealer and this, that, and everything else. And boom, 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 boom. I said, yeah, I was eating a candy cane. Okay. Yeah. I said, God's good, isn't he? He said, yes, he is. <laughs> this guy's excited, right? He said, yes, he is. I said, I know it. I'm like, I'm like calm down, man. I know, I know him too. You know, <laughs> so he's told me about this and he says, man, my prayer is to create an atmosphere when people come in and they just know God's up in here. I said, you working it? You're working it. <laughs> Two guys come in. Pants on the ground, hats like this, everything. I said, man, we're going to love on these guys. For sure. So here they go. And he gets a phone call. I said, oh, they're mine. They're mine now. Yeah, I'm going to love them right there. I said, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Man? And they thought I worked there. I know. I said, no, but I, I'm talking a lot of phones. What you need? He'd be off the phone in a minute. I talked to him about every one of these. He got in here, you know? He said, what do you think about that? I said, oh, my friends got that one. That's good. Yeah, I said, I had that one down. That's good. Oh, yeah. Anyway, and I'm going, come on, come on, come on. Right? Tell him to get ready. So anyway, I said, well, hey, while y'all here, uh, he's going to be on the phone a little bit. Can I tell you a story? Oh, you know what happened next. Anybody been hanging out here? You know what happened next. I took that little dollar out, and I used the dollar to tell the story about Christ. Right, and I go and I'm ripping the dollar and telling them about how our sin separates us from an awesome holy God, showing them a little bit of compassion. You got that right, baby. I'm telling you, that's what I was saying. They said yes. And so anyway, so the one guy, you know, I'm, I'm talking to him and everything, and I, I couldn't help myself, man. I was just keeping it real. I said, Hey, man. He goes, Yeah. I said, Anybody ever tell you you look like RG3? He goes, I get it all the time. I was going to get a picture with him and say, Jesse, I met him today, right? You know? So I'm just keeping it real. You know, I wasn't being, well, excuse me, would you guys like to come to our church? I was like, hey, man, what's up? You know? So anyway, I said, so, uh, so do you know the Lord? He says, I know the Lord. The other guy, he started looking all through stuff. He was over here like this. And that guy's like, I don't think he knows the Lord. I said, hey, man, what's up? So I started talking to him a little bit more with a little bit of compassion. And my buddy would say, yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll get back. He's trying to get off the phone. So he hangs up, right? And I said, well, what would keep you from asking the Lord to come into your life right here, right now? He says, I don't know. <laughs> and the guy behind the counter says, you know, if you believe in that mind calendar, you got about 30 minutes, dude. <laughs> he did. He said, you got about 30 minutes to make a choice. I said, <laughs> I said, get him, baby, get him. <laughs> he said, because they say the world's going to eat it. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. I said, well, he said, I'm in. Yeah. Isn't that awesome, man? So he comes around there. We're in the middle of the shop. People coming in there. Four guys praying. And the guy gives his life to Christ, man. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yeah. See, he was worried about, can you hear me now? Guess what? God heard him. God heard him, amen? That's good stuff. So, man, it's all about that. Let's keep on rolling. So guess what? He got to see the grace of God. See, when he heard about the grace of God, things started to change. Things started to change in that guy's life. He wasn't getting beat down. We were trying to lift him up and encourage him about what Christ has done for him. Amen. When we turn around, guess what? The mercy. Did we show people mercy? When he saw the mercy of God, God was drawing him. God was drawing him. Keep on rolling. When he saw the mercy of God, 
when he felt the love of God, he felt the heart of the Father. Isn't that what we should see? That's the heart of the Father, right? And we come on down here. Then we showed them Jesus. See, when he felt the heart of the Father, he got a glimpse of Jesus. And he had to have him for his own. He had to make him his own. So I pray today as you're here, do you know that you need him for your own? Are we, friends, are we showing people compassion? Are we showing them grace? Are we showing them mercy and love? But ultimately, are we showing them Jesus? Not just on Christmas, but every day, amen? That's what I want you to hear. All right. So we need to recognize their need for, for the Savior and have compassion. Because, you know, as a believer, we know that if a person dies without having Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, what happens? There's no, there's no other rescue. That's it. They will spend eternity in hell. And we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Not that we can do anything other than reflect Christ and pass the word out. And that's what God asks us to do. So you know what? We give you guys a little bit right here. We need to share him 364 days. And we say, well, how do we do that? I'm going to break it right on out here. So how does this move from a season to a life's message? Well, first, you've got to have the message in you, don't you? It's got to be your message, right? It's got to be the message of God saved me. God came into my life on this day. And you know what? I know because what the Bible says when I put my faith and trust in him that I've been rescued. I've been released from that. And I've been sent into the family of God because of what Christ has done. That's a powerful testimony right there. And I think all the time, man, God, you did that for us. Man, let that mull over in your head and your heart what God has done for you. Then guess what? We have to make it personal. A lot of times people just say, yeah, I know about that, but they've never clung on to it. His friend knew when we were at the phone shop, but he didn't. And I explained to him, I said, that's great, man, that he knows, but do you know? Let's make it personal today. It has to be believe and receive. Like I said, you have to make it personal. We have to have it in us. You can't pour out what you don't have, amen? amen. You cannot pour out what you don't have, but you know what? God's got plenty to fill you up with, Amen. Let's keep rolling. It has to be all about him so he can live through you. When I was at that phone shop, it was not about me. But I want to tell you what now. When you're just doing what God wants you to do, you get blessed anyway. Guess what? He said, brother, I'm going to give you a 25% discount. I said, that's cool. Wow. And I got all excited. So when I left, I left my iPad on the counter. Oh. I got to my mom's. I said, who is this calling me now? Hey, what's up? How you doing? He said, buddy. I said, hey, man, how you doing? He said, you left your iPad up here. I said, I'll be right back. Right? 25% was not going to cover the iPad that I left there, right? And, the guy, and you know what? By then, somebody else was back there, and he was working with somebody. And, he, and the guy said, my friend that runs the place, he said, it's back there. I went back there. He says, is this the guy? Is this the guy? He said, yeah, that's my brother right there. That's the guy. See, usually when you're the guy, you don't want to be the guy. But you know what? Are you the guy or the gal or the young person reflecting Christ? Just be open to what God's got for you, amen? Just be open to, to hearing and prompting of, of, the, of the Spirit and, and let God do the work, amen? And so we come on down here and take a look at this. We need to know this. We need to share His love. Love gives, forgives, and love remains the focus. I didn't beat those guys up. I didn't... Put them in the chicken wing. I didn't condemn them. I didn't do anything about anything. I was just loving them where they were. And the guy's like, wow, man, this is cool. And you know what else? We talk about being a blessing just from being blessed from being a blessing. That young guy 
Just dedicate his time to making that place an atmosphere. Because I thought, I said, man, you know what? Most people, they won't say Merry Christmas or God bless you or anything like this. This guy was overflowing. He didn't care. Because he knew God got him that job. He said he came down here. The Lord started turning his life around. And he got, and he was working with another phone company. And he said there was things going on at that particular place that he didn't want to be a part of. And he said, you know, I don't want to come down on anybody else. He said, God, please. He said, if you give me another place, I want to reflect you well. He said three days later, he'd been with the, he'd been with the company three weeks. Three days later, they said, hey, look, we like the way you handle yourself. We got a store. We're going to make you the manager. Would you like to do it? He goes, yes. <laughs> Praise God. He says, I'm getting ready to get married. I won't lend me much money. He said, Lord's open this up, man. I'm going to do it for him. I'm going to do it for him. See, because it's about God is love. Amen. You tell him about it. That's it. That's probably somebody calling. That's probably my buddy. Wasn't it? <laughs> but you know what? Think about that. Are we really showing people the love of Christ? Are we really doing it? And let me, see, let me just say this. I talked about the blessing in this position of where we're at. Because when you do things for the right reason, and you're not looking for anything other than to glorify God, God is so blessed by that, it ends up running off on you. You know what I mean? So I want us to share him today and every day. Amen? I, I hope you guys are enjoying this because I, I, just, I just think this is an amazing time to share this message. And think about this. We're looking at it from the, the, the lens of Simeon. He waited and he waited. Many of you have been waiting and waiting. Okay, don't wait no more. It's good for today. I'm going to give you some foundational truths here. All right? I love to just lace it with the word of God. Take a look at this. These are some good scriptures to write down. You guys can go back and review them. 1 John 4, 16. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in, in love lives in God and God in him. You know what? Are we relying on, on the Lord? Are we relying on his love to, to take us and, and, and protect us and, and just keep us together and, and through this holiday season? Because I want to address this. We know sometimes this gets a little tough when all the family comes over and this and that. Man, remember these verses. Remember these verses. Take a look at this. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him and apart from him. Nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So I wanted to put that together. There's sometimes when we're shining our light. Remember, just like the guy on the video said, you're going to shine your little light? Sometimes people want to try to throw a blanket on it, right? Try to short you out, things like that. Well, let me tell you, it doesn't take a whole lot of light. To, to turn the whole thing around, right? Because you'll find that when your power goes out in the middle of Isabel, all you need is just a little inky dinky light and things are going to start turning around. Well, guess what? God wants you to be that light. So I pray today that the light of the Lord is illuminated in you. I pray that today that you see that God wants the, the very best for you. And I think today I pray that the following 364 days are amazing for you. With that being said, I want to go ahead and pray for you. I hope you guys are enjoying this. And uh, I just want to just make it, make it uh, personal right here, right now. We talked about the greatest gift ever given, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can have a box under the tree and never, never know what's in it, right? You can hear this message over and over and over and never apply it to your life, never receive it. So today is the day, I pray, that you receive it. 
each one here. I pray if you're sitting here today and you, you say, buddy, I hear what you're saying and it makes sense. But I've never unwrapped that. I've never received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I pray that right here, right now, you hear what I say. This message is for you. This message is for you. You have been prayed for. You're not here by mistake. You're here because you know what? I believe God in his way has drawn you here to hear this message today. And I pray right here, right now, that if you've never asked the Lord to come into your life, that today is the day that you ask the Lord to come into your life and receive him as Savior. And we do this a lot of different ways, but I'm going to tell you what, it's, it's all about a heart connection. So I'm not going to come where you're at and everybody's got their heads bowed and they're, and they're probably praying for you anyway. So I'm going to ask you, if you died today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? And if you say, I don't know, I want to tell you how you can know. The Bible says, yes, that if we confess with our heart the Lord Jesus, right? Believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. We put our faith and trust in what he did. If that's your prayer today, I just ask you to slip your hand up right where you're at. If that's, where, if, if that's your prayer, I want to pray for you. And you just ask the Lord to come into your life. And if that's you, this is, this is it right here. It's all about what he did. And just pray this from your heart. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, today I receive you as Savior. Forgive me of my sin, Lord. Today I am yours and you are mine. Guide me and lead me in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me tell you, never underestimate what God has done. And if you're here today and you say, man, it's been a rough year. I'm looking for a better year. You know what? I want to encourage you. You know what? With God, all things are possible. And with your church family, we want to come alongside of you and encourage you. We're going to walk this thing out. We're not perfect, but you know what? We do love you. And you know what? That's what a family is. Family is built on love. And you know what? I pray today that uh, if we're here and there's things going on in your life you want to share with one of us or something like that, we'd be glad to pray. That's a privilege for us to do that. So don't leave here today without receiving the greatest gift. But also don't leave here today not knowing that God loves you, we love you, and guess what? We want the best for each one here. So you know what? I pray that we take this message and we reflect God the other 364 days a year. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right.